Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, look, all businesses, I think we know they've been dealing with this accelerated pivot towards digital, and it's leaving some big companies, especially those in the financial services sector, trying to reach customers in ways they never had to do so before. And our guest today has taken some skills honed in other industries, and it's now applying them to the banking industry right now. And with us to dive into this new era of marketing, it is Nikki Senior. She is CEO of Vancouver-based Fintel Connect. Nikki, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. So I got to ask you this, you know, like every, every, every single business is dealing with these rapid changes going on, whether it's remote working, a lot more people just at home. What is the big challenge, you know, facing the financial services industry right now in terms of connecting with the customers that, that, that they need to? So I think um, I was actually thinking about this a lot this morning in terms of what's so critical about for financial services. And like all businesses, they need to grow. The interesting thing about financial services, they need to grow in a very compliant way. And the content that they deal with, people's finances, is something very personal and very, very important to everybody. So it hits a very different nerve than it does if somebody's considering buying a new pair of shoes or um, a new wallet or something like that. So I think financial services has a very particular problem in that they need to grow, they need to grow in a compliant way, and trust and authenticity are some of the most important things that they need to take into consideration. So are, are the problems different depending on what kind of financial services institution we're talking about, whether you know it's kind of one of those institutional sorts of things, you know, one of the banks that's been around you know, for centuries versus you know, like a, a brand new you know, uh, startup that uh, is getting into fintech? Like, well, what's your observation about kind of the different needs between th- this wide spectrum uh, within the industry? Um, the needs are the same. Um, some have a legacy that they have as sort of could be either tailwind or a big heavy weight. Um, and we're talking about all the old institu- institutions or with the neo-financials or the um, challenger banks that are coming up, they have a, a completely def- different set of challenges because they don't have the trust platform to build from. So both uh, both business, both types of businesses at different ends of the spectrum have uh, similar, have issues, but they're just different issues. One is about being able to adapt and the other one is about being able to establish credibility. So I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. We're, we're talking about the problems and maybe I can ask you about the solutions, but what is it that Fintel Connect specializes in? Um, Fintel Connect is basically a guide for both established institutions and the challenge of financial um, brands that are coming up to help guide them in this growth because everybody's looking for the right type of customer. And between our technology and the group of influencers we work with, we're actually able to guide each of the brands that we work with to build the right target audience with the right trust message in each of those ways. And we use technology to be able to do that. So we're in a very unique um, place in the market, actually. We don't have any direct competitors because I personally love getting into the weeds um, of a particular niche, and we've chosen financial services to do that. So it would be kind of like a a tangible example of of one of those things that you guys have developed, like kind of uh, illustrate for kind of listeners about what that looks like. 
So we, um, in marketing, you've got two types of marketing, which you would be very familiar with. One is brand marketing and the other one is acquisition marketing. So we're in the acquisition marketing pod. So when somebody brand or commercial business is looking to do acquisition online, they can do things like organic search, they can do social media, they can do media buys. And then there's this other tactic at the end of it, which is called affiliate marketing or performance marketing. And that's the niche that we're in. Now, what we do with financial institutions is through our technology, we link them to publishers or influencers and publishers or influencers in this market might be a rate hub or a borrow well or a rate supermarket. These guys have got comparison tables. They share a lot of data and a lot of really important facts about financial health and wellness and and uh, really trying to educate the marketplace. So what we do is then we link that uh, affiliate or influencer to a financial brand's product. Um, one of the brands that we work with here in um, Vancouver is Mogo. And so we help Mogo grow their client base for their product through using influencers out there to be able to um, drive customers through to their financial products. And our technology does the tracking in between. And what makes us very different from other forms of marketing or acquisition marketing out there is that the product or brand that we work with only pay for the customers that they get. So this is very much about performance marketing and very much about just, you know, paying where the rubber hits the road as, a pay, as opposed to paying for a whole lot of noise. So it's kind of like if uh, business X wants to, you know, uh, zero in on a certain demographic, you guys have to kind of show them the results. Like that's kind of the, the incentive for you guys to do well. Yeah, in it, it's sort of like if we're working with one of the big enterprise banks in Canada and helping them drive credit, new credit card customers, we get paid and our... Um, our associates, our publishers or influencers get paid when a successful credit card application has been approved. So what we're doing is a lot of times in marketing, which you guys would know, is that you're paying for a placement or you're paying for a click or you're paying for impressions, whereas the type of marketing that we do is you actually pay for the customer. So you're only paying for performance. So it makes it a very much a tangible type of marketing. Um, and we also find that it's um, basically growing uh, like um, wildfires because people are actually wanting to spend money where they actually can make a real impact on their business. So I, I got to ask, you know, are there some demographics that companies are, are very much, you know, looking to scoop up, but they just find it, it's more difficult to reach out to them? Like, I, it might be different how you reach out to somebody who's in their 80s versus somebody who's in their early 20s. Yeah, the really interesting thing, and I think you mentioned this in the introduction, the pandemic, I think, didn't change anything. It just accelerated the speed. So everybody from whether they're at home or working from home or now with the accessibility of devices wherever we go, we're used to being able to consume information online. And it goes for people in their 20s or if someone's in their fit, fit, you know, in their teens or in their 80s, we're actually finding 
every single demographic is online more and they're using um, research, they're researching more online than ever before. So for us, we need these institutions or neo challenges to be online where their customers are. And then what it also becomes a, um, a challenge of is getting to the right demographic with the right message. And that's where we work with our clients to help them. I'll be honest with you, you know, prior to the pandemic, I would go into the old brick and mortar outlet for uh, my particular bank every once in a while, maybe take out some cash, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but I'd usually just do most of my banking, you know, on my mobile phone, not even on my desktop anymore. You know, how is that kind of changing kind of uh, the needs of these institutions? Whereas there's kind of this shift away from the brick and mortar spots over to just digital first. I think where the shift is coming is um, in the need to learn and grow. So one of the things I've really looked at this because I, I find it quite fascinating. I think it's everything about timing. So when institute when you call them bricks and mortar institutions, the technology behind those bricks and mortar institutions was very archaic. It was a, its legacy systems. So as people have come and seen that there's a challenge to solve, we've got new um, adaptive technology that is allowing banking to happen online and mobile in a very secure and user-friendly way. So it's almost like I, we had to wait for the technology to catch up to the consumer's um, need. And now that we've got great technology bases, then banks can go online to start to interact with their customers. And that's where sort of like we're the next wave. So once you've got the foundations of good, safe, trustworthy systems, then you want to be able to leverage those systems and be able to grow and get to your customers online. So we're sort of the next chunk in the equation. Um, they've got their foundation, now they need to grow. So we're actually helping them with that process. So when we talk about performance marketing, is this relatively new when being applied to the financial services sector? The reason I ask is because I, I know that your career has taken you to other industries. You know, what have you observed about kind of uh, the need for this sort of stuff in this particular sector? I think this type of marketing in the financial services sector has been going on for about 10 10 years. So it's definitely not new, but it was happening in a very, it was happening at the rarefied air of the, the guys that had the really big budgets and sort of like were very much pushing the envelope. But I think now with the pandemic and this plethora of service providers that make this type of experience very accessible, it's, it's going down to every level of um, financial institution or fintech. And I think that's where the, the blossoming has occurred. It's just because it's been around for a very long time, but it's almost like everybody's um, just woken up. And I don't know whether it's uh, a combination of the pandemic or the fact that the technology has finally been able to reach the appetite. Because sometimes, you know, it's a chicken and egg. There's an appetite for it, but technologically it's not quite accessible. But now we've got both of those things coming together for the perfect storm. Well, and then I guess, did Fintel Connect uh, launch before or after the pandemic? So I'm wondering how that might, like kind of observations about kind of the industry and uh, kind of the, the need for this sort of stuff. Um, I've been very fortunate, as you referred to before, I've actually been in the performance marketing space now for 20 years. So I think I'm probably a veteran and, you know, it, I've been in the performance marketing space for as long as it's been around. Um, and Fintel Connect actually was the phoenix of an older business that I had. 
And we actually launched on the 1st of January 2020, so just a couple of months before the pandemic. Um, but what we did have is that we did have um, historical clients that we'd worked with before the pandemic um, in Canada, and we were actually finding that their appetite post-pandemic has actually just increased. Um, they're now actually wanting to get more um, exposure and more opportunities through the channel that we work with them on than actually um, pre-pandemic. So I think um, it's actually changed the way that a lot of people are allocating budgets. I don't know that budgets have got different. They may have expanded um, because I think everybody has seen that the, um, the banking sector in Canada is doing very well. Um, but what we found is that our budgets have expanded with our clients because they're really wanting to get the quality of clients that we can get for them because the people that we work with are a trusted voice into these communities. So uh, you launch in January 2020. Um, the whole world kind of uh, is uh, thrown overboard just a few months later. Uh, were you feeling like very uncertain about uh, kind of the, the need for this sort of stuff during those opening months as a startup? Or did you think like, you know, what, this is actually kind of the right time for you guys to be launching? It's just uh, maybe a little bit serendipitous, even though it's not kind of a that upheaval isn't necessarily kind of a great thing that anyone wanted uh, right right now. Um, for me, I'm very uh, always very optimistic. So, um, you know, never let a good uh, crisis go to waste. Um, so we were actually able to uh, fine tune what we were doing in a very specific way. I actually found that um, the shock factor froze a lot of the conversations that we are having. So, and because our need was on the growth side, whereas it wasn't on security or it wasn't on compliance or it wasn't on a whole range of different things that a lot of bricks and mortar institutions had to focus on in the first instance, I found that we there was a bit of a hiatus between where we were leading to a bit of a freeze or a deep breath. Um, and then once everybody sort of like got back to business as usual, there's been a very um, healthy pace of interest um, in what we do. And we're, we're growing, yeah, growing at a great speed, actually. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you guys have partnered with 70 different brands out there. When did you notice that there was like su such a high uptake of what you guys were doing, like this recognition of what you guys are doing? And that's why companies want to jump on board. I think it's one of those things that it's a pent up demand that you don't know what you don't know. So as soon as that we reach out and explain what we do, a lot of the institutions that we're working with have gone, oh, that's great. Now we know what to do with this. The other thing is that a lot of times with marketing, um, especially digital marketing, you need the transparency. And that's what our technology gives us, uh, gives our clients, is that transparency on what's working. And because they only pay for what they get, um, it gives them a great incentive to be able to spend wisely and have a clear vision about where they're spending. So maybe looking forward, you know, what are some of the trends that we should be kind of aware of? What, what do you foresee kind of uh, shaking things up uh, in, in the coming months or even the coming years? I think where what will end up happening is that um, institutions, so what's actually happening at the moment is sort of like the top tier institutions are doing what we're talking about. But as the challenges come along, um, I think this will become a much more common 
and more um, understood type of marketing. I think what will actually happen is um, we're also developing an artificial intelligence tool that helps with content compliance, um, as well as another tool that helps expose the user journey. So I think from our business perspective, we're just actually wanting to make sure our partners our clients have the most insight and are using technology in the best possible manner to get them the volume of clients they look for are looking for in the most compliant way and the highest value. So I think what's going to happen is as data becomes more accessible, then people are just going to get very clear and specific about what they're needing. Well, it's just fascinating to see how much more precision like we can do things now just with uh, advances in technology. But uh, Nikki you know, let's keep in touch it is kind of a great conversation. I really do want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much, Tyler. That is Nikki Senior. She is CEO of Fintel Connect based right here in Vancouver. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. You can go to BIV.com, more stories, more interviews there. For now, I just want to say I'm Tyler Orton and we'll be back tomorrow. 